Hello, and welcome to this podcast from Consider This. Please let me know what you think and tell others about us on social media. This podcast was originally broadcast live on Northumberland 89.7 FM. You can hear this show live every Friday at noon. Thank you for downloading this program, and I hope you enjoy it. Hello, I'm Robert Washburn, and welcome to Consider This Northumberland, a current affairs program dedicated to the issues facing our community. We talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life in Northumberland County. So I'm asking you, the listener, to take some time out of your busy day to consider this. Activism in Northumberland is changing. It is transforming in several ways, including the demographics of people leading the change and the methods they use. Today's show looks at two groups tackling the same issue, the future of Indigenous people in the community and across the country. First is a group of young women who held a gathering at the statue of Colonel Arthur Williams in front of Port Hope Town Hall on Canada Day. Williams fought in the Northwest Resistance at the Battle of Batoche. You will hear how this informal group quickly organized an event that gave residents a chance to do something concrete to express their solidarity with Indigenous people. As part of this podcast, you will also hear Port Hope Mayor Bob Sanderson explain what Port Hope Council is doing to address these issues. But first, here is my interview with Liz Warmland, a Port Hope activist, entrepreneur, and mother, one of the organizers of the Canada Day event at the Colonel Williams statue. I'm so pleased to have with me today Liz Warmland, activist, entrepreneur, and mother from Port Hope with her year-and-a-half-old son, Wilhelm. Welcome to Consider This, both of you. Thanks so much for having me, Rob. It's an honor. You held an event on July 1st in front of Port Hope Town Hall to discuss the future of the monument of Colonel Williams. Can you tell me the genesis of that meeting? Yeah, so it was kind of part of a, a whole day of events, um, and I'll, I'll back it up to tell a little bit about how it came to be. Uh, I was uh, doing a lot of reading of things that my Indigenous friends were saying specifically online about being really tired and about wanting settlers to do something um, other than celebrate Canada Day in, in a way that settlers often do uh, to, to kind of honor the memory of all of the Indigenous children who have been uncovered and um, and were killed in residential schools. So I was kind of like, oh gosh, I, I feel like I need to do something about this. Uh, so, so I texted my friend Megan Sheffield and I said, um, hey friend, do you want to participate in some direct action with me? And from there she said, yeah, we hopped on to a Zoom meeting and um, did some brainstorming. So it's it's not an organization that was behind this action. It was literally some moms. Um, from there, we reached out to a few other friends who we thought might be interested in taking some leadership on this initiative. And from there, um, we, we organized ourselves, we developed some specific calls to action, uh, and those calls to action were encouraging people to read the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, uh, specifically the calls to action, to read about the monument of um, Colonel Williams that is uh, in front of 
support Hope Town Hall to give people the opportunity to write letters to government officials about Indigenous issues, including um, getting clean water to reserves across the country, as well as um, honoring the TRC calls to action. And then we held this meeting um, that, that was uh, it, literally just to create time and space to discuss um, the the future of that statue whether that is leaving it then we just left it really open like is is this going to be leaving the statue in front of town hall the way it is and we just have a conversation about it and and figure out a way to reframe things in our own brains is it you know removing the statue entirely and pushing for that is it um yeah and we can talk a little bit more later about some of the other stuff that came up in that discussion but it was really just about creating that time and space and and um world building together your event went, uh, I think, most of most of the day. Um, how many people showed up, and and what exactly happened? Yeah, so um, we did have a table set up where we had pre-drafted letters and pre-addressed envelopes, uh, which we since have distributed. So we collected 51 letters for Prime Minister Trudeau, four letters for Mark Miller, who is the um, the Indigenous. Uh, uh, oh my gosh, I'm going to mess up the the actual title he has but the minister uh, for indigenous issues in canada uh we collected 18 letters for uh, mp philip lawrence and 52 letters for mpp pacini uh we also collected donations for the indian residential schools survivors society uh in the amount of 222 dollars and 75 cents and also for an indigenous language program for children um at the amount of 182 dollars and 25 cents we have of a full report that we're just kind of waiting on the rest of the leadership team from this event to um, approve or add to or anything like that. And then we'll be releasing the full minutes of the meeting that was held about the statue, along with some suggested next steps. All right, lots in there to talk about. Um, first of all, let, let's go back just a little bit and talk about the, the social media related to this event, because in it, uh, there was uh, uh, some people talking about a, a sense of urgency for people to take next steps. So what did you mean by that? What is it overall you'd like to see Port Hope people do in relation to this, this statue? I mean, I think the first piece is just engaging these conversations um, and and realizing that, you know, history is is typically told through a settler colonialist lens because the people who win the battles are the people who get to write the history books, right? Like we know that about the structuring of power. I don't think that's a particularly, um, you know, debated point. Uh, so I think it's just about fleshing out that story and showing that there's, like anything, there's there's more than one side. Things aren't black and white. Things are complex, especially when we're talking about systemic power and about genocide and about um, violence and and building of a, of a nation state. So um, I don't know that that urgency is necessarily the right word, but just moving forward, forward motion um, at whatever speed that ends up being. I think that to create really sustainable change, it doesn't always move as fast as we want to, um, but gathering in, in a space publicly, I think is pretty big and giving some visibility. Um, it was funny because we we created the social media post to communicate about um, it, like very clearly what was going to be happening, uh, which I listed off to you earlier. And um, 
yeah, I, we we kind of left it there. And then, I mean, I, I was juggling my son, as were most of the other organizers of the event, where we were all juggling our toddlers while organizing this event. And it was really well attended, as you can tell from, from the numbers I shared before. Uh, so it, we weren't on social media during the day, but I did have a few people who I've engaged with on like Port Hope Politics, for example, in the past, um, come and show up and say like, oh yeah, like people are really saying some stuff online and by the time I got home after cleaning up at the end of the day uh, a lot of that had been deleted or it was people who hadn't even bothered to show up and ask questions and and see what was going on or even read the post that we'd put out uh, that shared what we uh, were hoping to to achieve. I'm interested in the list of people that you had writing letters of all those people it makes total sense except I didn't hear anything to Port Hope Council to the mayor or to any of the councillors why why not have letters and, and why not directly approach the council about the statue and about this issue great question um so something that came up quite re quite repeatedly in the meeting that we had um was that many people shared that they had approached council about this issue many times in the past and and um typically don't get any response at all uh, and, and what I have found in the past when it comes to dealing with council and municipal politics in general is it, it really comes down to having a very clear, cohesive um, vision of what you want. And, and also, I mean, I think a lot of us who, you know, we go, okay, so this, this statue is a little bit problematic for me or a lot problematic for me and problematic for a lot of other people. Uh, we don't like it. We don't like it the way it is well, there's more to the issue than that. So something we're talking about as a leadership team, um, as we've been debriefing after the event itself is what does forward motion actually look like? So that's gonna be some of the next steps. Um, specifically, what we're planning to do is first of all, consult with the Métis National Council um, because the Battle of Batash is specifically uh, something that targeted the Métis nation. Um, and then establishing whether it's preferable to have the statue removed, moved or amended in some way. From there, we plan to engage in a process of public discussion to establish a preferred outcome. Uh, after that, we're going to be researching applicable bylaws, staff involvement, the process of moving on with whatever the chosen path is. And then we're hoping to do a delegation to council. So basically we haven't approached um, the town yet because we just don't feel like we're quite there. Right now we're, we're trying to figure out what exactly we want from the town. And um, yeah, I mean, it, it's just, it's a process to create that kind of sustainable change in a way that will allow it to be taken seriously, I think. Would it surprise you to know that the Heritage Advisory Committee has uh, had this on its agenda since January? In talking with the mayor uh, earlier this week, he introduced a motion Tuesday night to ask staff to begin to address the issue. How do you feel about that and the timing of it? I mean, it doesn't surprise me at all. This has been a conversation for for like at least a good year in communities that that I'm um, involved with, including like, you know, social justice oriented folks. Um, I and I think that it's it, I think people might think that we're like against the town or or fighting the town or, or something like that. And that's not what this is. Actually, our intention is to support the municipality in communicating um, 
what what Port Hope is all about. And I think that in the past, Port Hope has been really tied to this um, this idea of history that is important and and valid and interesting um, and valuable. And it's only part of the story. It's only part of it. All we're asking is is for that um, truth and the messages connected to those truths uh, to be expanded to in include Indigenous perspectives. Um, so I, I'm, you know, really glad to know that those conversations are happening at various levels. And um, we're we're a bunch of moms and queers and 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 um, it, people who care and and are you know. I think another misconception online is um, that we just like want to tear the statue down. And don't get me wrong, some people have definitely stated that very clearly as their preference. And at the end of the day, if the Métis National Council is like, yeah, that needs to be removed, I will support that. Um, because our job as settlers is to amplify the voices of Indigenous people. And, and that's all we're trying to do. We're just trying to basically take some of the work off of, of Indigenous people themselves having to um, bear the brunt of this while they are collectively grieving in a really big way. And, um, and also take a little bit of the work off of the municipality because uh, if we can take a piece as far as like the public consultation and and um, giving these these reports on these kind of discussions to the municipality, I think that's really powerful. You call it a monument to to genocide. Why why do you call it that? Yeah, it's definitely strong wording, um, and I I think part part of using that really strong wording is to get people curious. Um, it, the Battle of Patash was. It was all about displacing Métis people from the land that that had, they had lived on for years and years and years and years. Um, and a lot of people were murdered because they didn't have the same level of power that um, the, the nation state had. Uh, and it's part of, you know, a, a whole larger agenda to essentially eradicate Indigenous people, uh, especially any power that Indigenous people had. Um, and, you know, we see that in the, the residential school system. I mean, look no farther, right? I saw, I saw a, um, a post online that really resonated with me. And it was, um, be glad that they're coming for your monuments when you came for their babies. What do you say to those who would argue that this is just cancel culture? How would you respond to those comments? Great question. I actually super love talking about cancel culture because I think that it's, um, I think it's really the result of people pushing against uh, power dynamics that are currently in place that uphold capitalism, that uphold colonialism. Um, the original cancel culture is the way that history is told in, in the dominant culture. Um, this, like I said, this this monument, this statue, tells one side of the story and leaves out a whole other piece. Um, it, it also, like, I put up a sign the night before on the monument that said, uh, uh, no pride in genocide. And I sat across the street on a bench and I watched someone within 10 minutes take that down. So I yelled across the street, hey, why'd you take my sign down? Can you please put my sign back? And they said, I don't agree with it. And I said, 
you take pride in genocide? And they told me to jump on a bandwagon or something. And I was like, well, whatever. Um, we put up another sign that said the same thing. And that one was gone within 30 minutes. That's cancel culture. That's cancel culture, right? We're all about engaging in conversation. We did not um, permanently damage the statue. We prompted discussion. We held space for discussion. We held space for letter writing and financial support for Indigenous organizations. Um, that's not cancel culture. Cancel culture is people saying, oh, these crazy social justice warriors, whatever. Actually, the the only part of the conversation was actually about removing a statue. More people were actually interested in talking about um, adding something to it, whether that's that's um, a depiction of the Battle of Batash by an, an Indigenous artist, a Métis artist, or um, adding a plaque that, that shares a little bit more perspective or another perspective on that battle, or even moving the statue um, so that it's not directly in front of town hall. Because something that came up a lot during the meeting was, what message is the municipality sending? Are we sending as a community that this is the statue that's right in front of our town hall, right in the middle of our town, and just as it is, without added context. Um, so it's not about canceling anything. No one's, no one's trying to cancel anything. We're actually trying to undo some of the cancellation that has been done to Indigenous people um, by having the statue in such a prominent place and, and in the context that it is. How would you feel if someone defaced it or pulled it down? Yeah, good question. I think there's there's part of me that would be like, you know, I don't hate that. <laughs> I don't love what it stands for personally. Um, I don't think that any, you know, quote unquote, war hero is a hero to me. That's a personal uh, um, opinion. It, I also see Indigenous leaders, including um, Chief Dave Mowat of Alderville, saying that, you know, permanently defacing statues and things like that, that's actually really replicating colonialist um, power dynamics, right? Like that's that's not something that Indigenous people are, are traditionally typically calling for here. And like I mentioned earlier, my goal and the goal of the folks who worked on this action with me, um, is is truly to amplify indigenous voices. How would you characterize the community's interest in the future of the statue beyond the group that organized this event? Yeah, it's a good question. I feel like I'm still gathering um, information about that. I don't feel like I have a very full picture. I feel as though there are people who feel really strongly that Colonel Williams is to be honored and is worthy of honoring and um, it, that's fine. There are definitely people who feel differently. Um, I think I think we're still very much in the process of gathering information about where people are at and um, at the end of the day I give a lot more weight to the voices of Indigenous people, specifically of Métis people, when it comes to this specific uh, statue uh, than, I, than I do to settlers, because of course we're going to have a, a vested interest in maintaining the power structures that serve us. 
Why did you not just keep it local? Why did you feel it was necessary to extend uh, this beyond the local context? So when we, when, when Megan and I first sat down and kind of came up with uh, a brainstormed outline of what we might do for this action, um, we did consult with some folks from Alderville who we're friends with and um, it, some of the, the messages, because, because the whole thing is like Megan and I are sitting there going, okay, you know, we have good intentions, but we're settlers we benefit from the power dynamics that um that we're trying to address here and when we actually choose to continue to replicate those same power dynamics as far as the style of discussion or um as far as uh, like what exactly our asks are um that's not helpful. We're, we're just enforcing the same thing that that we're trying to work towards dismantling. So some of the feedback that we got was, yeah, get get letters written about the clean water issue, because that is fundamental. And when we're talking about genocide, I mean, that's a piece too, right? When we're not affording people um, the basic human necessities, um, food and, and water and safety and, and access to things like healthcare even. I mean, that's, that's a huge issue. It really is all connected. And that was something that came up in those conversations, um, as well as donating both to, to elders and to children, um, kind of having both of those pieces there. So what's next for your group? Um, the next step is to consult with the Métis National Council, um, because like I said, I mean, we're, we're doing the best we can with the lens that we're seeing through, but we're very much aware that like, we only see part of the issue because we, we only can from where we're standing. So we want that perspective, um, with the intention of, of amplifying their voices and trying to take a bit of the burden off of, of them so that they have that time and space to grieve. Uh, from there, we will establish whether it's preferable to have the statue moved, removed, or amended in some way. Then we'll engage in a process of public discussion to establish a preferred outcome. From there, we will research applicable bylaws, staff involvement, process of moving forward on our chosen path. Um, and there, from there, we'll do a delegation to council. And, and I think part of this whole thing too is just being flexible and, and engaging in discussion. And um, yeah, moving with our, our goals along with um, the feedback that we're getting. Ms. Wormland, I wanna thank you so much for talking to me today. Thank you so much for talking with me. I appreciate you. That was my interview with Liz Warmland, a Port Hope activist, entrepreneur, and mother, and one of the organizers of the Canada Day event at the Colonel Williams statue. Here is an interview with Port Hope Mayor Bob Sanderson about Council's recent efforts to address the statue and Indigenous issues in the community. I'm so pleased to have with me today Port Hope Mayor Bob Sanderson. Welcome to Consider This. Thank you very much, Robert. Nice to talk to you. In January of this year, the Heritage Advisory Committee put the Colonel Williams statue on the agenda. A request was made to engage the Métis community, plus consider a new plaque be added to the statue. The assumption 
that is not stated is that the new plaque might acknowledge a different history related to the Northwest resistance and shed a different light on events. Were you at all aware of the committee was about to consider this or had there been anything prior that might have inspired this move by the committee? Um, I would tell you that generally I uh, understand what committees are discussing in general and that they would be coming forward with uh, some of their uh, agenda items as to you know, what, what they would have as their strategic goals and that the statute would uh, come to council as one of those potential uh, strategic goals. But there had been nothing else other than that? Uh, any, nothing direct? Not, not from the committee, uh, Robert, but I think members of the public have certainly weighed in, and not only on the Indigenous issues, but you know, specific to even Black Lives Matter, the, the statue, how appropriate it is in front of uh, town hall. So it's not just, I think the committee uh, probably is responding to somewhat to some community uh, inquiries, perhaps. That's interesting because uh, in the minutes of the Heritage Advisory Committee, uh, Deputy Mayor Les Andrews, who is council's rep on the committee in the same meeting, said that there were a number of public objections to the statute. Can you tell us what those objections were? Well, I think they're um, you know kind of kind of nebulous uh, in general. Given the uh, it's, I think the first ones I heard were with respect to Black Lives Matter, and then certainly with the residential schools, questioning whether that statue is is any uh, is appropriate, you know, given the social uh, conditions under which we we live today, and they're general. They weren't specific. Um, I can't say that there, there aren't people who say, but tear the statue down. Those, those are, are things that you know we get individual people sort of commenting on or hear about. But specific to receiving from a, a council perspective or a municipal perspective, that that's probably what we, we've heard is, and, and not a lot of it, but certainly uh, enough to you know create uh, some concern or at least some you know attention, even from a municipal perspective, relative to this as a broader issue. We're a small community. Uh, we we you know, do have a lot of historical you know, background relative to you know, this sort of thing. And, and so I have specifically asked our new CAO to work with staff to come up with a uh, corporate strategy that would you know, uh, incorporate you know, educational components, understand history, and, and to, I guess I would say not give it you know, lip service, but can we actually deal with some of the issues at hand which I think the statue is just a uh, you know, part of it, I guess. It's not about the statue. I, I really think from a council perspective and a municipal perspective, we would like to uh, bring have staff bring to council a, a kind of a more robust um, plan to deal with Indigenous issues, uh, inclusiveness, uh, racism, all of these issues, I, I think, are somewhat tied. I, I see it that way anyway. Was this uh, brought formally before council and has it been voted on or was this a directive from your office to the CAO? Uh, from my office to the CAO, and I think it's on tonight's agenda, indicating that they're going to start uh, working on that and bring it forward to council. What is it that uh, council is going to be recommending staff do? Yeah, I don't think council is actually going to give any specific direction. I think what we have coming forward in this evening's council is uh, a report from our CAO indicating that they're going to start to work on that. So it's really bringing awareness to council you know, of the uh, situation. In June, the Heritage Committee's priority list 
came before council. And in uh, the report to council from Tom Dodds, the director of community development, it places the statue at the bottom of the priority list for the committee. When you get through all the bureaucratic stuff, though, the report states, and I'm going to quote it now, that the Port Hope statue of Colonel Arthur Triffis Hennage Williams recognizes a controversial historical figure. The committee supports the municipality's efforts to reevaluate and reconcile this role, starting with an appropriate outreach and engagement of area First Nations and Métis people. What action did council take on this aspect of the Dodds report? We haven't taken any action on, on that at this point in time. And I think the process that we're undertaking now will be addressing that. It's, um, I guess we're looking at it not so much as a committee agenda, but as a council agenda along with staff, in, including the, the public. Okay, so I'm um, premature you know, to, to really you know, comment you know, or, or suppose what the outcome will be with respect to council. Um, I think the, the real thing we're trying to do is bring it forward you know, in a, a kind of conscientious um, effort to include it in some of the uh, you know, items that I think the municipality needs to, to have addressed. Does that mean that the committee will, will no longer have this on, on their priority list? Is, is council sort of taking it over now and, and through this motion that you're making tonight, is, is that going to be how council is going to proceed on the issue of the statute? Well, I think the, just to take a step back, Robert, um, this was a uh, council report or sorry, a committee report to council with what they would like to do. Council has not supported that at this point in time. And it's up to council to give direction uh, to committees, you know, as to what the strategic goals are. Um, I think I, I think you said there were like several items on there, maybe seven or something. I, I think that's a fairly hefty number for a committee to to be uh, looking at. And so, when we did our recent review of uh, committees and committee structures, and specifically for what we feel fairly important ones like the heritage uh, committee, you know, we'd like to make sure that the committee you know, continues to be and is effective as a committee of council, you know, not an independent you know, body. So that report coming forward was saying, here's what the committee would like council to consider, and we've not got back to them to firm those up. Uh, I think you know, that'll, that'll have to be um, followed up with uh, council and set those priorities, not just for this committee, quite frankly, for, for several uh, committees. We have, you know, quite a few. Some have very obvious agendas and perhaps, you know, they're, you know, requirements of council to give direction or to support are, are less. I certainly think in the heritage um, committee specifically, it's, it's a, a very you know, important priority that council weigh in on this and you know, work with the committee uh, with respect to the strategic goals they have. Have you met with anyone from the Métis or First Nations community recently to discuss the statue or any other issues? No, I have not. What is the process then from your perspective in addressing then people's concerns over the statue? Because I, I know it does get brought up. And while I respect that uh, council is obviously trying to set a, a strategic objective through um, the motion that you're making tonight, in specific to the regards to the statue, how is council going to be answering to people as maybe objections? I, it's just a hot topic right now. And people are thinking about what kinds of things can be done. And this is obviously something that might draw people's attention. As you mentioned already, some people have raised concerns, but more might come forward. So what are you going to say to those people as you go forward uh, to addressing if they have concerns about the statue? 
Well, I think to stay engaged with the uh, council as, as we work through the process, get recommendations from staff and implement. And the council will, will certainly be responsible for making the decisions, but not without uh, input from the public uh, on, on sort of like all sectors of the public. So I don't see this as a, as a short-term um, out, outcome. I, I think it's going to be a process, but it's certainly one that I think, you know, this council should deal with. I don't want this, you know, hanging over for a long period of time and going to the next council. And, and I, again, I'm going to go back and say the statue, I, I think, is a very specific, you know, item you know, of discussion. But there are layers around that, that that say, are we truly an inclusive community? You know, do we have racial issues that we should deal with? Do we have programs within the municipality, through the library, through you know our corporate structure, to ensure that we are you know working uh, with the indigenous communities to to better understand and, and educate, you know, going going forward? And I, I really kind of see some of the I, I don't mean it to be lip service, but without really concrete and solid activity and a recommended strategy. You know, we'll be dealing with this uh, six months from now, a year from now, five years from now, you know, whatever. So I'm really asking uh, through the CAO specifically to, to come up with something that addresses all of these issues and to be, be very specific about the statute, right? How do we deal with that? And putting another plaque on it may or may not be, you know, an option, but I don't want to presume any outcome without both council and staff involvement and, and public involvement. I, I really will stand strongly on, on that one. Reaction is, is not you know, the answer. With all due respect, those statues are symbols. And as we've seen, uh, for example, recently at Ryerson University and last week in Winnipeg, uh, and in the past while, there have been uh, attempts to tear these down. And, and, and so... Uh, you know, I appreciate what you're saying, but they, they also seem to hold a lot of meaning. And as long as it sits out there, it, it you know, while you, you, may, you may be making your best efforts, some might find it offensive. Do you worry that something might happen to the statue, like what happened at Ryerson or in Winnipeg? Someone might deface it or tear it down. Well, I don't, you know, lose uh, sleep over, quite, quite frankly. I think that would be an inappropriate uh, action uh, on behalf of anybody. To, to take that sort of action. I think if we you know, deal with it uh, from a, an appropriate perspective, we will you know, work with the public and uh, you know, with council and staff as to you know, what is the outcome for that statue? Is it going to stay there? Is it going to be changed? You know, what's, what's going to happen? I, you know, I really don't know what the outcome will be. It's going to be a council decision, but we need a lot of input, not just a few people who feel like they want to tear down the statue. Right? I would say there's always always those. I, I do not agree with those statues being torn down. I didn't think it gave, you know, Ryerson or, or any of the other you know, organizations or you know, what have you to uh, the ability to deal with it properly. That statue was put up by the public and funded by the public. Now it sits in front of a municipal building. You know, and, and I think we really, and I know I do, I, I want to really get proper counsel on what's the most appropriate way to deal with it understanding that it's controversial. The reason it was put there are reasons we don't accept today, right? So, you know, and, and we're not the only community faced with that, as, as you know. I think you, you had uh, Professor McDonald uh, on one of your podcasts, you know, I think from Guelph, and his comments, you know, I, I think we're probably more in line with my thoughts. Now, let's decide what to do with it. But, you know, tearing it down seems like <laughs> putting it under the rug and hiding it. 
<laughs> whereas I, I don't know that's the appropriate action either. Whether it stays in front of town hall, whether it gets removed, uh, whether it be destroyed, I think those would be to be determined. But I want the full community, including the, the Indigenous uh, community, engaged in this process, not just about the statute, but, but really you know, all the other things that we perhaps should be doing. You know, we, we have Alderville very close by. Port Hope is, is very steeped in history with the Indigenous community, the Ganaraska River. You know, the, the Lakeshore Trail used to be a main uh, route for the Indigenous folks. <clears throat> so I, th I think we can start to um, you know, bring this forward a lot better than just um, doing small things and carrying status with them. Mayor Bob Sanderson, I want to thank you so much for talking to me today. Well, I appreciate you, you addressing the, the topic because I think it is a, a good start to get this sort of uh, you know, out in front of the public. It gives me a chance, you know, from a mayor perspective, you know, to, to get some uh, you know, information out to the public through, through your, your podcast and through your show. So I, I do appreciate that, and it's a good start. So thank you very much, and I, I thank some of the other shows you've put on which are addressing the same issue. Ask us to stay in touch and ask for the public to, you know, again, support uh, where we're trying to go and make sure that you weigh in and uh, we'll come up with a plan uh, within a reasonable amount of time, I believe. And uh, we will ask staff to present that to council, endorse it by council, then start moving on. We need a sound strategy to deal with it properly. Thank you so much. I want to thank my guests this week for talking to me. And I want to thank all the listeners for tuning in today. Please join me again next week when we will talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life and Northumberland County. So please tune in. If you would like to listen or share this or any podcast, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. There you will find past podcasts, news, and other information about life and politics in Northumberland County. Or you can go to the radio station's website at northumberland897.ca. I'm Robert Washburn. Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen in, and I hope over the week you will continue to consider this. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Consider This. If you have any comments or would like to suggest a story, please contact me at considerthisnorthumberland at gmail.com or you can message me on Facebook at Consider This. If you enjoyed this podcast or are looking for more news and information about Northumberland County, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. That's consider-this.ca. And don't forget to share. And again, thank you for listening and stay tuned for more from Consider This.